Rizzo and Catone. I think, I think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. Catone is here. Joe's in the booth, and you're with us on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or hey, wherever you podcast. And you can listen to us live on Podbean. And hey, give us a call on the heated hotline, 855-313-PATS, 24-7. Leave us a message. A lot of stuff I can imagine who's coming into the heated hotline, especially after Thursday night's debacle. Uh, so yeah, I want to hear from you. 855-313. Mark's already shaking his head. 7287. Uh, <clears throat> got a lot today. Got a good one. Uh, in, in weekly rewind, we're going to go back to Thanksgiving night and that loss to Minnesota. want to set up the Buffalo game with a couple of things from that game. And in uh, the Pats Nation, we'll have our recap of that Buffalo game Thursday night. And uh, we'll have Mac Mania, Coach's Corner, and of course, our Sunday Stiff. Uh, guys, I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing because I already know. I already know. Mock's ready to leap, jump, dive, whatever it takes off the roof Disgusting. of his house. So, Disgusting. So before we get to all of that, let's get real. Uh, let's get to the Sunday spread and our locks of the week, Joe. What are you writing now? Some working over here. You're talking about not just some working. That's why we are the real deal. feel. <laughs> it's going to be real. Hey, so look, here's the here's the Rothstein glasses, Mark. This is what you've been. I like for, them. The gambling. There we go. For all you gambling degenerate junkie sports gamblers, here we are. A weekly spread. Mark and I every week give you all. For those of you who don't know what the Rothstein glasses, I'll go watch the movie Casino tonight. Pour yourself a nice glass of wine and watch the movie Casino. Or you can, or you could be like Mark on 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 Thursday night. On Thursday night, he had a bottle of bourbon sitting there, and oh, at halftime, geez, that was it. That Christ. thing was open, ready ready to go. Oh. But yeah, listen, we want to talk about quickly. We want to get through our, our locks of the week. And I listen before we even begin. I will give props because you know the show the show happens after the Thursday night game, right? So yep. Mark's lock of the week was the Buffalo Bills. Now, we don't touch the Patriots games. You know, we never touch them. But for you people out there, his lock was – and that was when it was four, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah, it was four. And I told Chris, I said, listen, I said, if I was betting against the Patriots, I would absolutely bury Buffalo because I didn't understand how the line could be so low. I just couldn't figure it out. I know they had a couple of injuries, but Jesus, I, I could that – was, that was a gift. An absolute gift was Buffalo last night. Right, because we've been talking night. about it all season that they were going to get Buffalo was dismantled. a gift Thursday night. Thursday night yeah, was a gift. Yeah, because we were talking about all season that Patriots were going to get dismantled by Buffalo. So and they did. Well, but, actually, it, it could have been a lot worse when we get into the stats of the game. Yeah, we'll see about that coming up soon in the show. But a couple of other games to look at. And I got a lock of the week. And, you know, I, I went back and forth, Mark, on the Cleveland and the Kansas City game. But Cleveland's yep. given up seven to Houston. Deshaun Watson back, going to be playing in Houston, apropos, right? Yeah. I don't know how Russell's going to – he hasn't played in, what, a year and a half or, or, or something Almost, crazy yeah, like that? yeah, something like that. So who knows what he'll look like, right? But Cleveland's favored by seven. And I almost – honestly, I almost made that my lock of the week because I think Houston is that bad. Yeah. I really do. So I don't know how you feel about the game. Um, I, I, mean, I like Houston. I mean, I like yeah. uh, Cleveland. I do too. And if if and if you're going to put it together with something else, my lock my lock is Kansas City. Kansas City's at Cincinnati. Chase, I'm not sure if he's going to be back or not. They're but gonna, it's he, supposed to be. A, they're going to make the decision on Sunday. I don't know. They haven't said yet. Well, listen. The 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 spread right now is Kansas City's giving up a point and a half. If you're going to take Kansas City, which I think they're a lock, I don't think. Cincinnati's beating that team. I just don't think they're good enough this year. And to me, wait on it then. Let them announce Chase is playing, and then that line should move a little bit because people are yeah, going to take it. will move a little bit. If he's playing, it'll move a little bit. It will. So it'll move. that's my lock of the week. 
And Mark, I, I know you talked about Jacksonville. So my lock was Buffalo, bit. but my other, if I had to pick another game, I'm going to pick a game, Chris, because I, I still am not convinced. I know you think they're really good. I'm not convinced. Hmm. I think San Francisco is going to kick the living shit out of Miami in Tua. Yes, I said it. I said it. I said it. They're giving four. I think they're. I think they're gonna. They're gonna punch Miami in the mouth. And I don't think Miami's that type of a team. I think no, they're a finesse team. I think they're gonna get punched in the mouth. And I think. I think San Fran's gonna make it one of those types of games because their defense is now healthy. And I like San Fran at home, minus the four. And I'll tell you what I like a little bit because I don't know how. I don't know how the Commanders are favored over anybody. The Commanders are giving two to the Giants. At New York, yeah. New York's been a little bit of a losing streak. I think the Giants right the ship this week at home, getting points against the Commanders. Those would uh, be two other games I would look at. That's the one I disagree with you. I would, I right. would take Washington in that game all day long. Okay, okay. They just all have right. a way. They just right, have we'll a way see. of doing it, getting it done. Right. So, hey, right. listen, that's our Sunday spread. It's real quick, real quick this week because we get so much to get to on that Thursday night game, that Minnesota game, and we want to do that now. Uh, hey, let's go weekly rewind. Joe, we ready for that? Yeah. Going back, back, going back through the week. About a weekly rewind. Yeah, I love that, that song. <laughs> 33-26, Minnesota beat the Patriots on Thanksgiving night. And, Mark, and that was a game where we started to feel a little better about the offense, didn't we? We did. They, they they came out. They played well. They moved the ball. They threw the ball down the field, not lateral, down the field for the first time in God knows how long. He put a little bit of trust in Mac Jones. I still don't think they did as much offensively as they could have in that game, but they did more than they've done the last several weeks. They put themselves in position to try to win the game. Couple of mistakes in the fourth quarter that the offense kind of stalled, and the referees gave I think Minnesota some breaks as well. And you know we lost the game. Not that we played a perfect game by no means. Yeah, what's funny is when you talk about the officials and the and the refs in this game, um, it's it's interesting because nobody talks about the hold the non holding call on the kickoff. Everybody's talking about that that Hunter Henry catch. Or the touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. Yeah, we're not talking crap. about that. I'm, we're, not, we're not talking about that. But that holding call, that 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 they took that thing back for a touchdown, and it was a clear hold on Duggar. Clear. I and mean, that's how he got the edge. It and, was. And but, that, but the only thing I will say about that, as I went back and watched that tape three or four times. That's because you got nothing. He's nothing to I got do. nothing. You must have. I, I mean, nothing. this is what he's in. He's in that dungeon over there, freaking watching film all day long. Go ahead. As I watched that tape, Chris, three or four more times, our special teams, though, Chris, it was a bad – they, they still got sealed off, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, they held. But the other guys, uh, like Slater, and, and there was a couple of other guys that got sealed that shouldn't if – they, they, if they held their position and did what they're supposed to do on a kickoff coverage, they should have made the play anyways. Yeah. And they didn't. Because you're supposed, to, you're supposed to squeeze that. That ball kicked squeeze. in the corner – you know, everybody squeeze. out there, you see the you see kickoffs now. They're kicked short of the goal line, but to one side. Those are squeeze plays, they call them. And so you're trying to squeeze him to that sideline. And the only job of Duggar at that point is to stay on the sideline. Stay on that sideline. Don't give up the sideline. And he was just a little too far inside, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yep. So the holding so, wouldn't have mattered. No. So, yeah, that, that was a big – but, Mark, the defense – in that game. And the reason I want to talk about this before Buffalo game is because you saw like the offense in Minnesota didn't look at all like it did this past Thursday against Buffalo. And I'm like, okay, but they died. You know, you say, well, it was on the defense, you know, giving up 33 points, you know, New England gave, you know, their offense gave us the lead several times and we couldn't hold it. But, but when you really peel it back and look at the fourth quarter, you know, the Patriots the offense, had... The offense didn't do much anything in the fourth minus, quarter. Minus that screenplay to, to Stevenson that went for like 30 yards, whatever it was, they only had like 23 yards. No points. They didn't even sniff points. The Hunter Henry catch, Chris, was that the late third quarter or was that fourth quarter? I thought it was third. Okay, yeah, might have been late third. I think you're right. 
you know, and then they had to put well, three I points should on say the board. non-catch, not catch, non-catch. But and Chris, right. the center of the field again in that Minnesota game on defense was atrocious. Again, right? It's, As it, always, it's it just it, it look and. You had some other guys playing in there too. McMillan played a little bit, but listen, you know how I feel about Bentley. I, he, he's just not good enough, and we're going to talk about that when we get to the Buffalo game too because he, I just don't know what his function is out there anymore. I really don't. I mean, he's and, behind and, and, slow. And, and Chase had a good game. At Chase. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm Jefferson, I mean, had a good game. Yeah. Well, Mark, that was the big takeaway. Tell The, big, the takeaway you had in that game really – when it was fourth and 16 at the end of that game, and we were basically desperate now um, to have to tie that game up, and New England had it fourth and 16, once again, playing behind the sticks because of either penalties or, or negative plays or whatever it is. There was a, a route run by, I think it was Aguilar, right? It was that Aguilar, last play. yeah. Yep, it was and Aguilar. And it, it was a deep corner route. So I say probably – many yards downfield, 20, you know, 10, 15 yards downfield. And then he, it's up the seam and then boom to the corner, right? It almost looked like he stopped, like he stopped his route at the top of the route where he was going to break to the corner. It was almost as if he stopped. Mac Jones put it to a spot exactly where it was supposed to go. But you made what co- the comment you made as a microcosm that play is. Well, I, I I said two things. I said one, I can have about fifteen receivers in the NFL who make that catch because they 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 where where that ball was, they're there to make the catch, right? One, two. If you're going to throw that ball, why isn't Thornton in the game? Mm. Because he's got the speed to get to the corner a hell of a lot quicker than Aguilar, and maybe be there because I think Aguilar stinks. I don't even know Chris. Over the last couple of years, he's been injured. This and that. He doesn't even have the speed that he supposedly came here with. If you watch him, he's not fast anymore. Yeah, that one good year in Oakland. Yeah, and that was it. And that was it. And that was it. But yeah, and that that was what Mark was saying uh, right at that right at that time. But but I want to say this before we move on. I got to make this comment. Or you're going to make the comment before we move on to talk about anything else. So. At the end of that game, we were so disgusted talking about how Aguilar couldn't make that play, and he should have. And Chris, we're talking about the receivers, and Chris is like, well, but it's an upgrade from last year. And I said, what upgrade? (laughs) They stink an upgrade. And and please tell the audience what you said about why it was an upgrade. Because it's an upgrade. It is an upgrade, but that upgrade is deceiving because you're going you're, you're going from a pile of crap to a pile of trash. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's the upgrade. We lost his yeah, audio. To a pile of trash. <laughs> is what we, he lost, said. we lost some of that audio, but yeah, it is. I said you went from a pile of shit to a pile of trash. I mean, that's the, that's the upgrade. You know? That was the upgrade. Well, yeah, look, that and that game right there, that Minnesota game exposed exactly what we've been talking about, what Mark really has been talking about for years now is, damn, imagine having a guy like Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson showed us in that game why you need a number one, why you needed to get straight up two spots to get him in the draft, or why you needed Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown, any of the guys, Mark, that and we Diggs, Diggs showed us, and Diggs showed us Thursday night why you need a right. number one too. Because you could be sure as hell that on that fourth and sixteen, if it came to it, Jefferson makes that catch for a touchdown. Period. Mac Jones yeah, put it exactly where it had to go, and Aguilar looked like he never ran the route before. He stopped at the top of the route, stumbled into the corner. I mean, you know, it was just, it was, it was atrocious. And and, and Minnesota's so, coverage, Chris, was awful. Horrible. Like they were basically stinks. they were giving they were giving you the play, and, and you still couldn't get it. Their secondary stinks, and it has all season long. It, it, yeah. it, it, we'll put it this way: from what you saw against Buffalo with our passing game, New England, we were able to throw the ball. Mac Jones had two touchdowns. I think he threw for like three hundred yards, didn't he? Yeah, he should have three because like Henry. I still Henry's probably could have been a touchdown. Right, and so again. And he did that against Minnesota secondary, who stinks. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you can put stinks. it on the defense in that game. I, I see that. I get it. And you should. 
Um, but the offense didn't do anything in the fourth quarter to help to help them. No, nope. like nothing, no. nothing at all. So absolutely not. So we wanted to go back and rewind and take a look at that Minnesota game. And I wanted to do it because we want to talk about the offense then. The play call. Mama, how do you think the play calling was, though? We have another minute. How was the play calling, you think, in the Minnesota game? You think it improved? You think it was I like, thought it improved, uh, Chris, a- because they, I thought it improved because they were throwing the ball vertically downfield more than they've thrown the ball in, in recent games. And they also, Chris, and you brought this up while we were, we were talking during that game, that they were running. They went back to their old running style of hitting those gaps, right, rather than running – what they were trying to run all summer. Oh, the, yeah, that zone, zone block. Right? But you purposely said that's where the ball has to be run through during that Minnesota Well, because, game. again, we, we went through the stats. They, 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 they're one of the team top in the league or tops in the league of attempts for the zone running, and they're the worst in the league at execution for that. Yeah. yeah. But they're the best in the league at the gap running. So, I mean – what the hell sense does it make to continue to try to shove a square peg into a round hole, right? And Jesus, Ramondre Stevenson, Chris, if he isn't your offensive MVP. He's number two. He's number two in the league behind Henry with yards after uh, yards after uh, contact. Contact. Number yeah. two in the league behind Henry. That's, you know what? That's, yeah. He's a player. He's and you called it coming out of the Bowl. draft. You called it. You said this kid's going to be better than, than, than Harris, and, and you were right. You were right. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't, think, I didn't think he. I didn't, didn't think he would be, but but you were right. They don't think you pay Harris when he's tired. No, his, his you don't need to pay up, him. Not not do you go. Yeah, not do you go. Ramondre Stevenson. You don't pay Harris. But you better get somebody to help him out because the beating he's taking. Yeah. So you know, at some point that becomes a problem. So yep. you know, so that because those, so two, that those two running backs they took in the draft last year don't seem to show anything. That Pierre no. Strong and that other guy Harris don't really yeah, show much at all. So. No, we had negative one Thursday night against Buffalo. So, uh, so again, we I, I, we we had to talk about Minnesota as a setup for the Buffalo game offensively. Oh, Chris, one last thing: the score. Minnesota game. Before we move on, yeah. P.S. Strong thinking of speaking of him running oh, into the yeah, kicker. Oh, yeah, the penalty. Yeah, you run into the punter, Chris. It's the same thing over that was and over a again. Key, it's a key play. Yeah, they're off the field, and on third down, and the the, the the defense's third down percentage getting off the field sucks. They're one of the worst in the league at getting off the field on third down, and you're off the field and you go you go and run into the kicker. Unlike the and, forty yard, I mean, you're not blocking you that punt. Even under, but you couldn't even understand, Chris, why they had the the, the punt block on. You couldn't understand I put, it. I, I put it. Yeah, I put it on the coaches to even have him in that situation coming after after the punter, not just setting up the return. So yeah, and we're gonna get to coach's corner when we go into Pat's Nation in a minute. But damn, Mark, opportunity coach's missed. Corner, you need about you need about fifteen hours to talk about those bumps. <laughs> opportunity missed on Thanksgiving night. This portion of Corso and Catone was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. Hey, when we come back, we're going to get into the nation. We're going to talk about that Buffalo game and Pat's nation right after this. That time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law. Are you ready for the past The only real deal Patriot post game show. And now, Corso and Catone. Welcome into the Pats Nation with Corso and Catone. Joe's in the booth. Here we are. And, uh, oh God. I guess we have to talk about it, right, Mark? I mean, we. To talk about well, what this, are we, uh, we going to do? You, got, you have to talk about it. Bill's recap. Shit. Buffalo comes to New England Thursday, this past Thursday night, and, uh, of course, the loss, 24 to 10. Don't let the score deceive you, okay? Yeah. A 14-point yeah. game looks better than it really, really, really was, but the Patriots drop to 6-6 six and six on the season, losing to Buffalo 24 to 10. And, uh, 
Mark, your general impressions before we get to Mac Mania. My general impressions was try to keep it clean, team, will you please? I mean, you I'm know. gonna keep it clean. This team has regressed from last year. They've regressed, and you're gonna probably be wearing that red shirt for the rest of the season because they may not win another game. What I saw I last night from that team, you might be wearing that red shirt the rest of the season. You know what? My impression, honestly, was they wore the throwback uniforms on uh, Thursday night, and this team is pretty much playing like the last time they wore these uniforms for real in about, what, 92, was it? 92, yeah. you know? <laughs> whatever the hell that was, when they were horrible Dick McPherson days and moving to St. Louis days. Leave Dicky McPherson alone. <laughs> yeah, he was a good coach, right? So, uh. but yeah, listen, let's, let's get into Mac Mania. Joe? Let's not do that. No, we're Joe, not you awake, Joe? Joe, hey, you awake? He's so, uh, we got a technical glitch. Let's get right he's in. disgusted. He's disgusted. You yeah. know, you Joe, you, you let us know when you're ready to get there. You know, mm. but get into it. Okay, you know what? Let's go, right, Mac Mania. Let's right just now go. Let's Walsh, just Mark. go into it. Hell, let, let let's just get into it, Mac, Mac Mania. So so pissed off. The computer's so pissed off. It's like you know what? Forget it. I'm about to. He doesn't swear. even want it. He, he, he the computer's just, the computer is as pissed off as Mac Mac uh, Jones was, but he was 22 of 36 for 195 yards, one touchdown. He was sacked one time for 13 yards, and he was hit four times. Mark. Let's talk about his play on the field first before we get to what everybody wants to talk about. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to – for one, and, and you know, Chris, I don't give anybody a pass. For once, I'm going to give him a pass because the play calling absolutely stunk. They didn't set him up to succeed yesterday, Chris. Everything was was dink and dunk and – you did you I you very rarely saw them even attempt anything vertical. It was he he it was just a horrible horrible game plan, to the point where eventually it 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 exploded because he he lost it after because it was it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So yeah. he didn't his stats were fair at best, but the absolute game plan. And the plays that were being called, Chris, were horrible. Absolutely horrible. So, you know what? I'm going to give – this week I'm giving him a pass because I blame those jackass coaches that, that they got on the sidelines. Yeah. For me, they're, they're – and I, that's – I agree with you, but I can't give him a complete pass. There are things that he's doing out there that, you know and, – and some of it's subtle – but there are things he's doing that he could do a, a ton better that should be better. And I, I don't know if, if I don't know if his frustration's creeping in and, and, and to his play. It's gotta be. Well, I mean, if everything's so sped up in his in his brain and everything that's going on is just affecting it. But when you look, that interception to Poyer, I mean, Poyer doesn't drop the ball. You know, yeah. that's a bad that look, are you throwing it away? I mean, you're rolling out there. Are you throwing it away? Or are you what are you trying to do there? Because you throw a bad pass. Poyer basically picked it off. Okay. And it's a ball you shouldn't throw. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so he, he continues to do this kind of stuff. Um, and so I can't, I got to put something on him, some of it on him. And then, you know, yeah. the other thing too is you got to, when you have a three-step drop by a quarterback, the ball's got to come out for better or worse. It's got to come out. So you who's can't it, but let me ask you a question. Who's it coming out to? If there's nobody there, what do you, if there's nobody to throw okay. it to, what do you do? I get it. I understand. That's a different issue, though. Okay. So you say, okay, well, you're going to take the sack there. But, well, but it kind of goes with, with it's a three-step drop. If there's nothing there, what do you oh, do? You see ball? a lot of quarterbacks throw it at the feet. There's a lot of All quarterbacks right. will throw it at the okay. feet. They'll they'll they'll, okay. they'll do what they need to do to get that ball out. Because the, po okay. the point I'm trying to make is you can't – he okay. holds that ball too much, too long. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if his confidence is just completely shattered because of all this crap that's happening. I don't know. But this got to come out. And 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 look, this is something I don't know. This could be on the receivers. But when it's third and 14 and you throw a seven-yard pass, now you're hitting checkdowns all night long, all night long. It's third and 14. And yeah. you, at some point, you got to have the eggs to go and try to thread the needle. That's it. I mean, the, the interceptions that we get pissed on, and look, I'm not being hypocritical here. I mean, 
I'm saying I don't want him to throw picks and bad passes. Then I'm also telling you I want him to thread the needle, right? But so Chris, on on one of those, there's a difference, okay? you know. Yep, there is. But on one of those series, I'm not saying it was all night. I'm just on one of them. He threw one of those seven yard passes. He went to the sidelines, and and they, 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 they and, and I'm surprised that the announcing team didn't make more of it. You saw him go to Patricia and put his hands up and basically say, "What the f was that?" Like that was the play call. Nobody, nobody was downfield for him to even throw the ball to Chris. Everybody was within like five to eight yards. So I know on one of the plays, he was absolutely frustrated because he couldn't thread the needle anybody because nobody was downfield. And he's running around. I, I, I he must have he must have ran for about three hundred yards just scrambling yeah. around. Well, the I offensive line, the back. offense, yeah, the offensive line stinks. Hey, Max, stop spinning around, though. Stop. By the spinning. way, who coaches the offensive line, Chris? I forgot. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, right. I wish. I wish it was Connecty. It's that. It's the pencil. It's the pencil push. So, no, I there. guess you're right, Chris. I guess you can't give him a complete pass because he's still doing things that, that he should know better. Um, and, and, and what's his level of frustration and how much is that playing into it? We don't know. But, well, but, but, he, should be doing, but he should be doing things better, right? And he should be making some better decisions. And, and in that sense, that's a fair, that's a fair evaluation of, I guess his night last night. Well, let, 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 uh, let's uh, talk Thursday about, night. I should say Thursday night. Let's talk about the mental state. He comes off yeah. the field, and what everybody's talking about. There's two questions I have for you. So he comes just to, just to, for those of you who haven't seen it that have been in a freaking cave. He comes off the field. He sits on the bench, and the expletives are flying. You know, you know. Let's you know. And today I listened all day. You know, yesterday I listened all day talking about. Um, they thought he said we. we you know. Uh, I don't, we don't like the, I, I don't even know the, what they thought he was saying, but the bottom line is what, what all the players were pissed off about is that they weren't getting the ball down the field. So he comes so off. So was and he said, yelling at the receivers or the offensive line? Well, he comes off and he's yelling, throw the ball, throw the effing ball down, throw the effing ball down the field. The, the effing, the effing short game. That's the word he was using. People can't figure it out. The effing short game isn't working. Now he's screaming that down the sideline. He comes in his, his press conference after and says, I wasn't talking to us, anybody specific. I was just basically saying, you know, trying to light a fire, saying that we wanted to push the ball down the field and get chunks of yards versus the short game. No, that he, that was meant that was to Matt the Patricia. Yeah. So yeah. he does that. He's pissed off. What do you think of the comments? Who is it directed at? And where is his head right now, Mark? Well, Chris, this goes back to part of when, when Zappi was in there, that Patricia and those guys loved it because Zappi just ran whatever you called. He didn't question anything. He didn't think because he doesn't really know the offense. This kid knows too much of the offense from last year. He knows that these guys are buffoons, right? So, yeah, he's pissed off because he sees what... Listen, Patricia has no idea what he is doing. Teams are making defensive switches, changes. The game is too fast. He doesn't know what he's doing out there. He can't. Just timeouts alone, Chris. How they call oh. timeouts tells you that he doesn't know what he's doing. He has no clue what he's doing. And so, At the end and of so the for- game, Chris, Sherman even made a comment about Patricia's play calling. And he didn't necessarily say, he didn't come right out and say he shouldn't be calling plays at this level. But that's basically what Richard Sherman said, that Matt Patricia shouldn't be calling offensive plays at this level, at the NFL level. He just shouldn't be. Well, Fitzpatrick said it. Who's on that broadcast? Fitzpatrick did say it. Sherman came close, and then Fitzpatrick just said it. He doesn't care. He's a Harvard. He's a Harvard Harvard graduate. Yeah, he don't care. Shit. So, so Chris, so what do you? What was your take of what he was saying? So he didn't call. He's not going to come into the press conference and call out the coaching staff. What's he going to say? No, I mean it, yeah. it, it, it's to the point, And we're going to. I'm going to talk about this in coaches' corner a little bit. Uh, that I feel the players are apologists for the coaching staff, which is you know warped right there. But no, the yeah, players but what are you supposed off. to that do as directed. a player, Chris? But what are you that supposed to do as a player? You got to be apologetic, right? What are you going to yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, what, 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 what are you going to say? I mean, even Kendrick Bourne, who by the way we may not see anymore now for a while because he was the most he he was calling yeah, out the i missed what staff. he said what did he say chris i missed his his comments yeah, the scheme you know talking about the scheme getting the ball you know throwing the ball deep you know uh he'll Mac never get on the field have, again 
He says, you know, no offense to the offensive line, no disrespect to them, but Mac doesn't have the time to be able to allow us to do what we need to do. <laughs> so <laughs> and he's talking about all of it, man. <laughs> we may not see Bourne for a while now. No, but Bourne's done. Bourne's done. Which is wrong. But listen, that that comment by Mac Jones, that was not directed to anybody but the coaching staff because yeah. he's certainly not pissed off at his players because everybody to a person was the offensive players are frustrated to a degree. They want the ball thrown down the field. What and that's what we talked about Minnesota because what we they did against Minnesota, they didn't do it against Buffalo. Now Buffalo was playing that two deep shell. They had a lot of two deep safeties back there. With people like to understand, it's a lot. It's very difficult to get the ball down the field when you're playing against that type of defense. They're basically they're telling you go ahead and run the ball, you know. But Mac, but to get to Mac Jones to finish this before I was, we got to get to the offense now. Um, that's directed at the coaching staff. He's frustrated. He's pissed off, and he should be. Mark, he should be. Last night was last night. I think was the boiling point, right? It was it, it reached the boiling point last night, and 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 there's no turning back. I don't think Chris from what happened last night. There's no turning back. So no. so now you go to Arizona next week. Something's got to give. Something's got to give, because if well, it doesn't, I, if it doesn't, you're looking at you could very easily run the table and go six and ten, and now win another game. In all no. honesty. And that's what I think is going to happen. But yeah, his leading receiver was Ramondre Stevenson with because six catches. Chris, this team. And that's what he's pissed te- about. I'm not saying the defense, but the offense is teetering on just shutting it down, I think, and saying, you know what, screw this, and going through the motions, much like we thought the defense did at the end of the season last year. Remember? Last we thought year, they quit. They, they we thought the defense quit. They packed yeah, it we in. Said, I, I can't believe a Belichick team would do that. Well, now it looks like it's going to happen on the offensive side of the ball. Well, let's and talk about the and, offense. And we'll get into that in Coach's Corner. Let, let's talk about the offense now, okay? So, and yeah, again, this is all melding together because, I mean, the big topic is the coaching, is the play calling. But yeah, as far as the yeah. performance of the offense, you know, yep. we talked about Mac Jones. I, I have no problem with Stevenson. I don't even want to talk about the backs because, you know what? Chris, Stevenson he's is their one of the, MVP. I think Stevenson, Chris, this year – if you disagree, please tell me. I think he's one of the top five backs in the league. All I agree. I agree with that. Right? I was about just about to say he's borderline pro bowler. Yeah, he really is. He really, really I, is. I, I, I gave you the stat. He He's right yeah. behind Henry for yards after contact. Dude, look, imagine, you saw what he did. He dragged guys he, for like eight yards. Imagine if you had a passing. Imagine if you had a passing game and they couldn't pack the, they couldn't stack the, the, the zone to, to stop the run. Imagine or, that. or you imagine if you had an OC who knew how to handle them? Oh, who knew what you, to you, actually uh, do? We them? have listen, we have an OC that can handle a few things. Yeah. I don't know what, but yeah. maybe all a, can a pack of chips. Handle the chips. All he can do is handle the pencil like this in his friggin' ear. He can put the pencil yeah. in his ear like a fool. He doesn't even use the damn pencil. He just has it there, you know. Sometimes, sometimes I think that he's listening to our show and we keep busting his chops, and then the next week he had like his haircut. I was like, oh, there's a turnaround. Maybe he's going to actually do better, but he only, uh, and this is Patricia I'm talking about, obviously, but he only seems like he uh, develops a plan for like three quarters of the game still, and we're good, five games left. Let's talk about the offensive line. (laughs) So, Mark, you had some guys out, okay, wins out. Um, Who who the hell else was out? Was It it was win, Uh, because Trent Brown played. He, he was he was he was hurt. He was he was a late addition to the injury list. I don't know if it was an illness. I don't know what his problem is, you know, or that he you know had too many ho hos before the game or whatever the hell went on with him. But oh yeah, hey, listen, I, I, what the Trent hell Brown, is that ho? Trent Trent Brown is not. Have you ever had one of those? The worst thing you could possibly eat on the planet is got to be a Twinkie, right? Yeah, Joe, you're into all this. Is that so? What do you eat? Twinkies or wash them down with ho hos? <laughs> with red hots, with tang, yeah. <laughs> with tang, right? Hey. No, not even tang. The stuff you'd go in the market, the gallon jugs of just green or blue <laughs> or orange. I don't even think they had a name. <laughs> so, Jesus, you're really hitting rock bottom. The offensive line, Mark. Let's get back on track. 
So he was he was hit four times. He was sacked once. Not too bad. Um, they rushed for yeah. They they only rushed for sixty yards, um, but only fourteen attempts. So they only yeah. attempted to run the ball fourteen times. They were for sixty yards. They were one hundred and ninety five. Well, Chris, yards. So, they I mean, never had the ball. Chris, they didn't have the ball for three quarters of the game. Well. Well, that's that's time the, of but possession. You, but rate their overall performance on the offensive line, because I'm. Well, your I'm buddy, kind of Cole, your buddy, it. your buddy, Cole Strange, in a couple of plays, got thrown around like a rag doll. Yeah. A couple of plays, he he did. He got thrown around like a rag doll. Um, the he's offensive struggling. line, he is he's starting to struggle a little bit. The offensive line, Chris. I'm going to say this: there were at times last night gave him enough time to throw the ball. Yeah. They they just couldn't get open. Yeah, I mean they had they only had 242 yards total offense. They only ran 51. Mark, there was 51 plays to 72. Yeah. By by Buffalo, that's yeah, that's, that's a horrible. Lot. That, that's that's, horrible. that's that that's just horrendous. And the time of possession, I think, was somewhere like, oh, I have this somewhere, but it, it was hey, like Chris, 38. You know what, Chris? There it is. So 38 they, they minutes ran, to 21 Chris, minutes. They ran 72. What did you say? How many plays did Buffalo run? 70 what? They ran 72 plays. Okay. 72. And I remember distinctly two third downs where Allen hit the receiver right in the chest. Perfect. And the receiver dropped the ball and Allen was pissed. They would have probably ended up with over 80 plays because those drives would have continued. It wasn't oh, like the defense. It wasn't like the defense made a play. The receivers dropped. Balls, they were open and they dropped them. They, they, yeah. The defense did nothing. So I don't think, I listen, I don't think that the offensive line was atrocious. I don't think they're good. No. I don't think they're, they're very good. good. I think they played better. No, they played better in Minnesota than they, they than they did against Buffalo. Um, they did. But again, I, I just don't, they didn't have the ball long enough. But penalties, no. again, Mark, penalties. They got in, in the red zone. What do they penalties. do, Chris? Again, Chris in the red zone, right? I remember? Well, see, now that's the that, and that's the part I was going to get to. I mean, as far as penalties go, there were six penalties for 62 yards. And, you know, it's timely penalties. If that's the problem, they get these holding yeah. calls and they end up playing behind the sticks. And look, this offense is they're not Mark. This is they a can't play behind offense. the They can't they, play behind the sticks. No, the offense is completely broken. I mean, it's just broken. I mean, that's it. Like, and so we keep breaking down the different plays and so on and the individual plays. And and as far as the – so, I mean, the offensive line, I don't think any of them played well. But the wide receivers now, okay, again, same kind of thing. You're looking at this game and you're looking at 51 plays, total plays. I don't see anybody getting open. No. Can I ask you a question? So sure, yeah, of course. That's you drafted you, you drafted somebody who has four two speed. Uh, here it comes. The fastest I, I was guy for this. He's hmm. the fastest guy in the entire draft. The entire draft. Not one guy was faster than him. Okay. Yeah. You won the wide receiver, whatever that was, out screen. What do I call it? wide receiver? The the the, the play to Marcus Jones. You brought a corner back in, a corner to run mm -hmm. a play. When you drafted the fastest wide receiver in the draft. Now, I understand, Chris, you said to me last night, but Jones is a little quicker from the stop off the line. And maybe that's why they did they ran that play with him. Yeah. But you got a guy who runs a four two. So if you're if you're not gonna try to incorporate him into this offense, then what the hell did you draft him for? He didn't show up until the fourth quarter. And at and that point, he made point, a couple he... of catches. Yeah, and at that point the coverage was so deep, you're not going to hit those sideline routes. They bring him in the block. They bring him in. They bring him in the block. Okay. They which don't is listen. absurd block, to me. Which is absurd. The smallest receiver you have, weight wise, you're bringing him in the block. It, it, it's 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 personnel, Chris, all of it. And, and look, Mark, they it, don't it, that, know how that, to use him. That's the problem. The, the, the imbeciles don't know how to use him. That's this. The they problem. They don't use him. Which tells you this: if they, even if they had a guy like Jefferson, Diggs, Chase, any of these guys, what would they, what would they do with them? They wouldn't know what to do with them. Nope. They wouldn't know what to do with them. Look, red zone, and thirty-one drives this season. I'm not talking about. I I think this is current. It may be before Thursday's game. Thirty-one drives. You got twelve touchdowns. That's thirty-nine percent. Thirty-first in the league. They suck in the red zone. They were they were no better on Thursday night. 
Chris, listen, and not that that it's relevant to this, but it is kind of relevant to this, what we're talking about, right? So in 07, different coaching staff, but in 07 when they had Randy Moss, do you know how many times Brady would look outside, Moss would have one-on-one coverage, there was nobody deep over the top, and Moss would tap his leg. He'd give it a tap. Moss said, I tap my leg and say, Tommy, that would that'd be the signal to him. Just go back and throw it up and I'll run under it. He'd go back, throw it up, and he'd run under it. They, they, they changed the play at the line of scrimmage. That wasn't the play. But when they saw the coverage, Moss would tap his leg. And Brady would look up, read the defense, say, okay, let's go. And yeah. We take place we lost on this goddamn team. Yeah. What? We lost your audio for a second, but I got it. I under- I. I- <laughs> We definitely got the gist. Hey, listen, we're not dubbing Mark. We're not bleeping him for language. It's just every so often it's cutting out. But yeah, Mark, they, this is what it is. They they suck it in, in, in the red zone. Third down efficiency, they'd all like the worst in the league. They were three for 12. You can't be three for 12 on third down. That sucks. That's horrible. So, I mean, you know, this is what's going on in the offense side of the ball. So, again, you say, well, nobody, nobody played well. But again, that that's what I that's why I say. And if it's not for that gadget play with Marcus Jones, they wouldn't have scored. They wouldn't yeah. have scored at all. If not, if that's the play they scored, and that was like a what forty-eight yard play or something, something like that. And that kid's good. I love that player, by the way, Marcus Jones. I really do. Um, he had a good. He he played well yesterday. He was in on a lot of plays. He and, played well. And so you and so the offense did their part to make the defense sit on the field all that time too, right? They yeah. did their share in getting that done, and so. Look, offensively, I, I I think they're ruining Mac Jones. I, I don't think they know. I, the offense is broken, period. I mean, that's it. It's broken, and I'm not sure what to do to fix it. And when we get the coach's corner in a, in a minute, we're, we're going to talk about that. But uh, so, God, man, it's it's just t- it's a tough watch. It's a tough watch. But this portion of, of the Pats Nation was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Special Sauce Podcast. We come back. We're going to continue this breakdown and get to the other side of the ball with the defense right after this. Welcome to the Special Sauce. I'm Marcus Aurelius, a.k.a. Marco Capaldi. So as you know, we always bring you authenticity. I'm here with Master Sensei Al Gagne, and he's going to impart his wisdom on know how to build power, influence, and bring your special sauce forward. Tune in. You like the sauce. The sauce is good, Back in with more Pats Nation, the only Patriots post-game show worth watching on Corso and Catone. And uh, I mean, you know what? Maybe we need that sensei. We need that guy to come in to the locker room and help out the uh, special sauce sensei guy, Joe. I don't, I don't know what you something. need. I mean, right? We need something. So, Mark, getting to the defensive side of the ball, and, I want, you know, we got a lot less. To, uh, people want People are not focusing at all on what went on on the defensive side of the ball. And I think kind of have to, don't you? It's not the biggest thing that's broken on the team. No. But there were some issues there. I mean, Josh Allen was uh, 22 or 33, 223 yards, two touchdowns. You know, um, they rushed the ball for 132 yards. Josh Allen had only 20 of that. So, you know, what do you, what do you make of the defensive performance? They, they, Chris, and it was the same play over and over, the same running play up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. They, they, yeah, that they, B-gap, they, A-B-gap run, yeah. A-B-gap run all day. The center, the center of the line, Chris, did not perform yesterday at all. At all. They had they had uh, 355 total yards. They were, they were 9 of 15 on third down, so that's not bad. Um, they had 72 total plays, Mark. Uh, you know, with time of possession was 38 minutes. Now you blame the offense and say, geez, they kept the defense on the field so long that they were gassed and tired. But Mark, they were giving up nine no, play were, drives, eight, yeah, they, 10 yeah. play drives, 12 play drives. I mean, they couldn't get off the damn field. And then when they, no, they did couldn't. get off the field, there was a penalty or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I mean, the secondary, the secondary had a bad night, Chris. And I know there's a couple of plays that you really want to highlight when we talk about the secondary. But you know who did play well, Chris? Was Uche, 
and Judon. Yeah, he, he's, still, he's coming still around. Had, they had decent nights, but Uche, Chris, is really coming around. And I had said to you earlier in the year, next year, he will be Judon. Next year, Uche yeah. will have 12, 13, 14 sacks. And I think you're starting to see that. Tell, tell everybody about that play that, where he ducked under, that sweep where he ducks under the, 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 the tackle. That was a beautiful play. Now, he's playing against the guy that was pretty hurt, pretty beat up. He but, was. Um, and, but and still. He, but, but, man, he came around that corner, and he just dripped, he dropped that shoulder, got on a 90-degree, dipped underneath, and created the turnover, which, by the way, the offense was, <laughs> you know. We're, we're going to talk about that sequence before the half in Coach's Corner, you know, what they did yeah. with the timeouts. But it was a beautiful play by Uche. Coughed up the ball. It's what they needed at the time. You know, yep. and and I thought the, I thought I thought he played well again. The problems with the defense with the center of the field again. You know, they had Bentley at times spying. Looked like he was the for Allen. He was the spy. I can't even. Get, I can't even he was the spy. I can't even get that. And he's Who like, came he, up with that game you know, plan. That's what I'm saying. Again, it's 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 part of coaching. It's personnel. Um, you know, put Wilson out there if you're going to do that, right? I mean, have no, you put, the, you, put, you, put, you put Bentley. It was hard. It was, you know, not, not good. I mean, and look, you talk about, well, you know, they, didn't, they only allowed 24 points, 17 for a long time. And, yeah, gay, great props to that. But, Mark, there was a reason that happened. This had nothing to do with the Patriots' defense. This is the fact that Buffalo decided we're going to take the dink and dunks. They could do whatever they wanted. Yeah, they basically So, so don't, and, and, don't and, get – Go ahead. No, I'm saying don't get enamored with that score and say it was only 17 points, right? Well, Chris, if you look at the stats of the game, time of possession, everything, you and I both said last night, when we go to Buffalo, that score is going to be over 40. They're going to score. It's going to be with those stats, that time of possession, the number of plays they ran. When you go to Buffalo, they will have 45 points. And it's yeah, not going to be 24. They, it's going to be 45. It's what Buffalo chose to do. Let me say it again. It's what Buffalo chose to do. That's why it looked the way it did. If Buffalo decided they wanted to run, throw the ball deep all night long and score touchdowns, they would have done it, and they would have been successful. If they decided that Allen was going to run the ball all night with design runs, they would have done it, and they would have been successful. So it's anything they wanted to do. Man, there's that much of a gap between the two teams, isn't there? The play, Mark, that is, is exactly what sums up this season was Allen's rolling out to his right. He gets to about the sidelines. Defensive front's doing a great job tracking him down, sealing him, not sealing him. He got to the edge, but they kept him behind the line of scrimmage. He throws across his body into the end zone. To, was it to Davis, right? right? For a touchdown, Ev Duggar and Miles Bryant stopped. They stopped playing. There was nobody to their left, which was the sideline. Davis kept playing the wide receiver, and he kind of came, curled back inside, right? And yep. Josh Allen finds him because the two players are just standing there. There it is. That, when This Bel Belichick team. They quit on the play, Chris. They quit. They didn't play to the whistle. They quit on the play. The tie lost game today about that. You know what I mean? What are those guys saying about that? That would have never happened. No. So, I, I, nope. you know, to me, that's 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 what it's about right there. That's what it's about. So, no, I don't think the defense played well at all. I don't think anybody played well on that team. And, uh, you know, so now, as bad as all that is, okay, Joe, I hope you got the watch for Coach's Corner because we're going to get to it right now. Are you ready? Hang on, hang on. Let me see. Yeah. What is, what is, this, what is all this hanging on stuff, Mark? What is this hanging on Come stuff? Come on, Joe. I got to create the suspense for it now. You, you may think he was part of the coaching staff himself. Are we ready, Joe, for Coach's Corner? Well, I, I got the playbook by from Pat Patricia this week. So what, what can I say? Here it is. Coach's Corner. We don't have time. I don't even worry about the defense. Mark, get to the offense. Talk about this situation right now. Mac Jones says what he says. He's screaming at the offense. 
The offense the is off- broken. What is the situation? The offense is broken, and 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 it's not fixable at this point. It's not fixable. Okay, you don't have the coaching staff to make adjustments and to fix this. Okay, Patricia can't keep up with the pace of the game. Can't keep up with the ch- changes that are going on on the fly. Can't keep can't can't figure out how to get the right personnel in the game off the field. They, they they're calling timeouts, and I know you want to get into that end of the half, first half timeout sequence, Chris. It's just bad. It's it's so you basically have it's like taking a youth football coach and saying, "Hey, Sunday, we're calling you up. You're gonna call go call plays <laughs> in an NFL game. Okay, you're gonna be the offensive coordinator today, and they're gonna look at you like, what are you nuts? That's basically what they did with Patricia, Chris. They took a guy who has no business calling plays and saying, hey, you're going to be the OC for the year, by the way. You know, it's almost like, and and I know you're going to yell at me, I almost feel bad for him because he has no business. He has no business being in this position. And Belichick should have never put him in this position, ever. No, I I don't think, I don't, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. At some point, you can't. You got to stop blaming Patricia. If somebody offers you a job and it's a good job, I'll, I'll do it. Fucking whatever. What do I do? I'll, I'll, I'll do the job. He can't do yeah. it though. Look, Bill. Bill was wrong. This idea, and I, and I said it too. I I I started to give a little bit of credence to it. Bill was wrong in his thought of if you coach football on a professional level, you you could coach any position. You could coach anything. No, you can't. Not today. Not in this day and age. It's specialty. Okay, that's why all the dorks are offensive coaches. Okay, and all the dummies like me are defensive coaches, right? Because you got to have the brains now. Not that he doesn't have the brains, but he has no experience. He's wrong. Belichick is wrong. The offense is vanilla. They don't know what there's. You 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 call plays by feel too, and he has no they feel have for no, the game. They have no feel for the game. You're right. No, and, and and again, you put it this way: when the quarterback comes off the field. If you have to look over his shoulder while he's talking to the so-called OC, it's the wrong guy. You get the wrong guy in that and he situation. Does that, and he does that, Chris, in every game. And you know what I wanted to get yeah. to, Chris, too, with, with, with Coach's Corner? And, and, and this was clearly evident in the Minnesota game. It was evident again last night, okay, was Bill Belichick's calling card used to be situational football. Right, that was his calling card. Nobody was better in a game at situational football than Bill Belichick. Well, guess what? He ain't the best in the game no more at situational football, Chris. He got his ass kicked in situational football against Minnesota, and he got his ass kicked last night again in situational football. It looks like they're goddamn lost. Situational football, they lost, Chris, on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about in the Minnesota game, Hunter Henry doesn't get out of bounds, so you got to use a timeout there. Mac Jones runs up the center of the field, slides down instead of throwing the ball out of the end zone. You got to use another timeout there. And then last Meanwhile, night, talk about just before halftime. Yeah, I mean, that was a uh, disgrace. Thursday so, night. Tell us so what happened. U- Tell us about Thursday. So Uche gets the turnover, right? And and it's a golden opportunity for New England to get to cut the cut the score to what? A three-point? It would have been 17-14 if they could have put it in the end zone. So here they come down the field yep. now, right? And And – so now it, it turns into a third and one. They use two timeouts to get a third and one. So they, they, they run the ball on second down. They don't get it. They call the timeout, right? And that left them with one. All right. And they were probably what? On like the 30-odd line, 25, 30-odd like line, something like that? Yeah. Okay. So now it's third and one. Okay. So now you, you quarterback sneak to get it. You get up and you call another timeout instead of spiking, you know, spiking the ball. My God, Mark. What the hell is going on with this team? This is not a team you would ever have seen in the past 20 years. Be, you know, well, you know, from 2000, 2020 behind. You would not, or 19, you would not have seen that before. Be, and it's no. not like receivers were downfield and couldn't get back. In there. It's a quarterback sneak there, just standing there on the line. All everybody's going to do is just stand up and get back down, set the ball and drop it. Now you got the timeout. You could take some shots into the end zone. It's it's just an atrocious you and you can see that this function, right, on the sideline when this when this stuff is going on. And and at some points during the game, you even see Patricia shaking his head like he don't know what the hell's going on because he's he's so over his head 
it's 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 ridiculous, Chris. And again, situational football, things that the Patriots were always the best in the league at. We're not anymore, Chris. We're far from it. Far from it. No, no. And if they do have talented players, they don't know how to use them. No. Oh. Thornton wasn't on the field, like you said, to your point. Thornton wasn't on the goddamn field until well, Chris, the fourth quarter. And at that point, to deep coverage, it's too late. You said to me last night, you said, Mark, listen, we've upgraded this team. This team is better talent-wise than it was last year. But yet you've regressed because last year you won 10 games and you're not going to win more than maximum seven or eight this year if you even win that many. They regressed. Whose fault is that? Bill Belichick's. You That's said it's it. coaching. It's the coaches. Who are you going to blame? You got more That's talent it. on this team than last year's team, and you re- you're going to regress win-wise because you're not winning 10 games, Chris, with this team. You're not. No. Bill, you're ruining that quarterback. You're ruining your quarterback. Look, we. you say, well, what if you gave him weapons? Well, you know. You know what he could do with weapons. He won a national championship with weapons. Jalen Hurts and Tua are doing in Philadelphia and in with Miami with weapons, with his guys, with his guys. With Mac Jones guys from Alabama, Smith and Waddle. Yes. Damn hey, it, hey, man. Relax. And a- relax. Belichick had the best quarterback in history, and he didn't give him weapons. So, I mean, come on. Because he didn't have to, Joe. He had the well, greatest was, to ever do it. Joe, that's a great point. Because in Belichick's mind, he's been drafting correctly for the last 23 years. In Belichick's mind, hey, Givens, Branch, Dobbins, hey, listen, Thornton, hey, listen. Tompkins. The last, oh, yeah. Listen, the last 72 hours, and Chris floated this idea out to me about two months, a month ago, a month ago. The last 72 hours, all they're floating out there is number 12 might come back. Yay. I, you know what? That's, it's another, your, it's the, that solves all the problems. That's a whole different. Well, you know what? He may have to because Mac Jones is as broken right now as the offense. So look, the coaching staff right now—it's in the toilet. It sucks. The players don't believe in it. They don't—they don't believe in them. They're gonna at some point they're gonna quit. They're gonna quit. We saw it happen last year. It's about to happen again. So listen, I know we got to get to our Sunday stiff real quick. So Joe, uh, are we Joe? Are we ready for Sunday stiff? Or <laughs> yes, we are. Sunday stiff. Mark, who do you have? There's so Mark, many choices. Is, is Matt Patricia? I gotta okay, go. Yeah, man, for for all go, the reasons, for all the reasons we just talked about. Mine's Bill Belichick, because okay. the buck stops. Fair. The buck. Yeah, Mark. Do you think? Do you, do we get rid of him? Is he? Is it time? You're asking me. What have I been? Telling I'm asking you? you. Yes, get rid of him. Get rid of him. Okay, well, look, with, with 30 seconds left, is, is, I want your opinion just real quick because I got a real problem with what everybody else is saying right now. Everybody's talking about where we are, we are where Buffalo used to be, which I agree with that. Okay. Buffalo is who Buffalo is who we used to be right now. Yeah. You mm-hmm. agree with that? Yeah, probably, yeah. I, well, I don't know about where Buffalo used to be. I think we're a little bit more competitive than what Buffalo used to no, be. No, I don't mean that part. I mean, oh, is Buffalo the New England Patriots of old? No. When I say old, they, they, they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. I agree. And all you I've been hearing. You can't be what we are until you put a, a, a banner up. Thank you. Because all I've been hearing from these fools, okay, in the flagship over there is Buffalo is who you used to be. No, 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 no. no, no. Maybe you forgot. Yet. Maybe you forgot, but Buffalo is beatable. They've looked beatable over the past several weeks, okay? When you hit November, you remember those Patriot teams. You didn't beat the Patriots after November, period. It didn't happen. They didn't lose. And if they lost, it was a friggin', you know, aberration, right? You are not the New England Patriots there until you put a banner up and you're unbeatable after November. Get to that point, and, and, gonna, and let yep. me know. You put the until you put the banner up. I don't want to hear any garbage about who you are, what you are. No banner, no. And I'll say this, and I'm only going to say it one, and I'll never say it again. Josh Allen ain't no number twelve. So there's a big difference no. between the Buffalo Bills and and what we had with Brady. Are you kidding me? Really? Oh, Josh Allen's elite, but and he's. I wouldn't even say he's the best in the NFL right now. He's not. He's not. 
You know, that's over there. That's number 15 in Kansas that's City. That's number 15. Yeah, that's number 15. Absolutely. So win a banner and let us know. So, gentlemen, great show. Corso and Catone was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's well, your special sauce? And Corso Law Group, allow us to be your voice. Hey, join us next week where we will preview the Patriots-Cardinals Monday night matchup in the desert. And, hey, we're going to have a, uh, a special guest. We're going to welcome Cardinals analyst Kyle Vandenbosch, uh, former NFL Pro Bowler, 12-year veteran of the Cardinals, the Lions, the Tennessee Titans, was a pro bowler in, uh, I think, uh, those years with Tennessee, I believe. But we'll look that up. We're going to talk to Kyle next week uh, to break down that Patriots-Cardinals matchup, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And for you gambling fanatics, we're going to have our Sunday spread. We'll go a little deeper into it next week. Mark and I will give you our locks of the week. And uh, make sure make sure we're going to try to make you some money. And maybe you can make us some money. Give us a call on Heated Hotline. Give us your locks of the week. Any questions you have for Kyle Vandenbosch, give us a call, and we'll ask him those. Leave us that message and anything else you want to talk about and bring to the table. We will be ready for it. We are Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday. Bye, Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on Saturday.